Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. My name is Sister Yvonne, happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Amen. Good to hear your sound. Good day. Thank you so much. You have a good day as well. Love you. Good morning, Felicita. This is Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you. Hi. Uh, may I ask, have a prayer request? I'm having trouble trying to get them to populated me an app, but uh, uh, continue prayer for my family as we try to make arrangements for my sisters uh, uh, passed away on Monday, and I've got to go to New York sometime in the near future to take care of that, and uh, also uh, my uh, other friend, they found her deceased yesterday in, in Fairfield. Her name is April. April oh. Gauze. Pray for the Gauze family, please. Okay, I certainly will. I um I want to give my condolences to your family, and we will certainly be praying um, for the arrangements for your sister. Everything will go smoothly, and praying for strength for your family and for the God's family. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you, Sister Lisa. And continue with both of my grandsons. Up that uh, His court date is Thursday the 11th, that God will turn him around. Thank you. Both of them. Just one moment. Tavares. Marcel and Tavares. Martel. Martel. Uh-huh, yes. And that God would turn around, send somebody their way. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Okay, I got their name. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I heard a couple of people, uh, Sunshine, and who else yeah, was good that? Good morning. Good morning. It's Yvette Marquette. Good morning, Yvette Marquette and Sunshine. Happy Wednesday to both of you. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Is this the Tracy? Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? 
Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valuable. This is Sonia. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you as well, love. Thank you so much. Good morning. It's Miss B. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, Mother Leomia. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Balasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. This is Robin. Good morning, Robin. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, it's Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Valuable. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning, Beverly. I love you. Have a good day, everybody. I love everybody. That's my big sister. (laughs) Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us during the month of January, where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each declarer will focus on the necessity and value of a lifestyle of repentance and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign 
I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Miss B. She's asking for prayer for traveling grace for everyone that will be traveling to California for the gala. Brianna is asking for prayer for the Hudson family and children. Uh, yesterday was their first day of school. They are two and three years old, and uh, she's asking for prayer for the teacher. Her name is Miss Ashley and the facility. Prosperous Pram, Pam, excuse me, Prosperous Pam is asking for prayer for uh, God to provide wisdom to her as she selects a good caregiver for her mom. And let's also pray for strength and a refreshing for Prosperous. Yolandra is asking for prayer for the God's family. That's actually Yolandra and Brother Michael. Asking for prayer for the God's family, for strength and comfort as they grieve the loss of April. And then Brother Michael is asking for prayer um, that God will just guide them and help them through the arrangements for uh, Michael's sister's um, arrangements. She has recently passed away. Uh, Sister Lisa is asking us to continue to pray for her grandsons, Martel and Tavares. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from Acts chapter 20, verse 21. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Have a blessed day. Good morning again. Balasita, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, to God be the glory. As we begin to um, come to the throne of grace, if we would prepare our hearts um, whatever we're doing, if we would steal our minds, steal our hearts, in order to come to the throne of grace, we don't want to come with busyness. We don't want to come with moving all over the place, but we want to come with peace and solitude unto the Lord. So, our Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for being our God, and besides you, there is no other. We thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to come humbly and boldly to your throne of grace. Lord, to come and lay at your feet, O God, to lay our petitions unto you, O God, to acknowledge that you are our Father, O God, that you are Yahweh, that you are Yeshua, that you are the true and living God. Lord, we bless your name. Thank you, O God, for watching over us all through the night at the places where we dwell. Thank you that you cover us and that you keep us, that you dispatch our angels to to watch over us, oh God, that you put a hedge of protection around our dwelling places, oh God. 
Lord, we thank you that you are so mindful of us, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we rest in you even when we can't rest naturally, oh God. So, Lord, thank you. We can't thank you enough for all the plans and all the things that you do for us, oh God, when we don't even deserve it. But because you are so loving and you are so kind, oh God, hallelujah, that you see that it is fit for us, oh God, to not only to live, but live in the abundance, oh God. So, Lord, as we begin to petition you with our prayers, oh God, Brother Michael is asking for prayer for himself and his family as they begin to uh, make the arrangements for his sister, oh God. Lord, we thank you for her life. We thank you for um, the things that, the legacy that she's left, oh God. Lord, we pray for traveling mercies and grace, oh God. We pray, pray for provision, oh God. We pray for peace within that family, oh God. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we ask for traveling mercy for Miss um, B and all those who are traveling, Miss B and Gloria and all those that are traveling, oh God. We know that they have been recent uh, airline situations and issues, but we know that you are a God that has his hand over everything, that he covers those who walk upright before him. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you in advance for your protection. We thank you in advance for covering all that are traveling, whether it be here to California or back home, oh God, we thank you for your protection. Lord, we thank you for the petition of Brianna, oh God, as she's, we're petitioning for the Hudson family and the children that are, that have started school, oh God. Lord, we pray for uh, a peace and, and uh, just when they go to school that there's uh, easiness, oh God, that they're not afraid, oh God, that they're not fretting, oh God, but they have an atmosphere to learn, an atmosphere where they feel like they're uh, loved and covered and wanted, oh God. So, Lord, as we pray for that atmosphere, we pray for the teachers, oh God, and all the ones that are teaching them. We pray that you cover each facility, Lord, with your peace, with your hedge of protection. Lord, we know that there's things that go on, oh God, but Lord, we ask and we depend on you and we know that you are a God that you shall not lie, O oh God, nor the Son of Man shall, that shall repent. If you said it, it is so. You said that you will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. If we can please mute our phones. because Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. As we continue, O oh God, to come with our petitions unto you, Lord, Prosperous Pam is asking for wisdom, O oh God, that you direct her who will be the caretaker for her mom, O oh God. Give her the strength to be able to hear you and hear you clearly, O oh God, that the person that comes, O oh God, will have a heart of compassion, O oh God, not just for the elderly, O oh God, but to treat others the way that they want to be treated, O oh God. Give her a refreshing, O oh God. Give her strength and the assurance of you, O oh God. Lord, uh, Brother Michael and Yolanda are praying for April Gauls, the Gauls family, as they begin to lay April to rest, O oh God. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that all who has their hand 
in her home going, oh, God, will come together, oh, God, and be as one, oh, God, that they will honor her wishes, oh, God, whatever she had in place, oh, God, that they will honor, oh, God, that no one will step in and say, well, let's do this and let's do that, but they will honor the things that she loved while she was here, oh, God. It is so important. We don't think it is, but it is, oh, God. Lord, we thank you, oh, God, for Lisa, who is petitioning for her grandsons, oh, God. Lord, Martell and Tavares, oh, God, as they have court hearings and other things coming up, oh, God. So, Lord, we pray for your favor, oh, God. But we also pray, oh, God, that you would crown their heads with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that you will give them a stillness, oh, God, in order to be able to see you and see you high and lifted up, oh, God that they will be able to proclaim you as their Lord and Savior, O God, that they will begin to stop doing the things that they want to do, O God, but they will acknowledge you so you can direct their path, O God. Lord, I pray, O God, that they're seeking you, O God, that she's being a light that shines, O God, that men will begin to see her good works and glorify you, O God, that they will know that there is a better way, O God, Lord, as we bring our petitions unto you, we know, O oh God, that it is the now faith, O oh God. Hallelujah. Is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, Lord, it is impossible to please you. So help us, O oh God, that we don't bring our petitions to your altar, O oh God, tied to a string, O oh God. As we begin to walk away, we take them back, O oh God. Help us not to be robbers and thieves, oh God, but to give it to you because we trust you. And we've seen you do it before. Your evidence speaks for itself. Your evidence speaks of who you are, oh God. Lord, if you did it before, you'll do it again, oh God, that we can trust you, that we can depend on you, oh God. Not that you just do it for us, but you do it for the ones that we stand in the gap and intercede and and petition for, oh God. So Lord, as we bring our 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 petitions to the altar and leave them there and trust that you are the God who will answer, oh God. The word tells us as they went, they were healed, but it was their faith, oh God, that they went and assured that you had healed them, oh God. And that one came back and said, thank you. So Lord, as we begin to take our phones off mute, oh God, we say thank you in advance, oh God, because we trust you. We will not be Indian givers. We will not take our gifts back, but we will trust you and allow you to do what you do, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, oh God. We stand on the assurance of who you are today, oh God. We know that you are, hallelujah, that he is. And he is the Lord of those who seek him, oh God. We know that your word is true, Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 
Hallelujah, Dion, as she comes and um, be able to help us again to understand what a re- what repentance is, how to repent, oh God, and continue that it is a lifestyle, oh God. So Lord, thank you for helping us that we don't have to fall short, that we don't have to be ignorant to Satan's devices, oh God. But Lord, that you give us everything that we need, that you equip us, you give us the tools, oh God, and you even give us the armor that we need to fight. Even though the battle is not ours, it's yours and mighty and pull it down strongholds. But Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be able to stand. And when we've done all we can do, we can continue to stand in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I pass the call to you, Tiana. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday. I want to make sure you guys can hear me before I continue. Yes, ma'am. All righty then. Amen, amen, and amen again. Thank you, uh, Rochelle, for hosting your greeting and for praying this morning. I appreciate you. I appreciate each of you who lended your voice to the corporate sound this morning. It is uh, Wait While You Wait Wednesday. I don't know about anybody else, but I got so many moving parts right now that uh, fasting is mandatory for me. Um, I got to keep my focus clear and my footing sure, and our weekly fast really helps me to do that, helps me to keep things in perspective as I move forward um, during the course of just day-to-day activity, so I extend to all of those that uh, are willing, know how important it is, in fact, to stay connected, not for him, but for you, uh, to join us on this fast on today. It starts right now, and it ends at 5 p.m. on today. I want to tell you publicly, uh, Rochelle, thank you for your faithfulness since the torch was handed to you from Lady Diane, who stewarded this specific time uh, for at least seven, eight years. I'm not, it it may even probably more like nine. Um, But I want to thank you, Rochelle, for always showing up every Wednesday, no matter what's going on. Um, And if you are unable to do so, making provisions so that somebody else stands and fills the gap. And so thank you, Rochelle Duncan, for all that you do. Uh, You are greatly appreciated. We have been on this tour of the word repentance uh, this week and on Monday, very, very humbling uh, and uh, encouraging to my heart uh, that this Monday, uh, Natasha shared without crying or anything, honey, y'all have no idea how long this journey has been. It was a pleasure to hear her unpack um, the power of repentance and some very pinnacle, pivotal things with regard to the word and how it breaks down the idea of uh, repentance as a lifestyle. And then we were followed up with AP or uh, Jacqueline Dillard as she began to um, further unpack the word and um, basic principles 
with regard to repentance. And here we are at Wednesday in my heart of hearts uh, and in my sanctified imagination, I am compelled to believe that by the time this month ends with 25 sure days of discussion, uh, reflection, impartation, um, education, enlightenment, whatever you'd like to call it concerning repentance, that uh, we will be more mindful of our day-to-day -day interactions. We will be more mindful of how we engage, interact, and um, approach even the idea uh, of unconfessed, unrepented, um, unrelented sin and start to um, really have a heart for the fear of the Lord. For we understand that according to scripture, the fear of the Lord is the beginnings of wisdom. And when I say fear, I don't mean fear and trepidation. I mean reverence. I mean an active acknowledgement that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Um, I think that our persistence, our diligence, our continuum uh, in approaching all things kingdom really ends and begins with repentance. Um, so today we'll go a little bit further um, and and prayerfully uh, I'll leave you with a few simple nuggets to take away, a few life applications, and I'll give you a couple more confessions this week as we walk this thing out together, repentance as a lifestyle. And if I were to coin this, share anything, it would be, honey, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Uh, I got a t-shirt to go with it very intentionally. Uh, I think I'm going to make a couple more different designs because I could wear that particular shirt <laughs> on a regular basis because I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not feeling like that. I'm not moving like that. I'm not operating like that. I'm not going to be able to successfully do that. Um, right before I do that, I wanted to thank everyone who has registered for uh, this coming Saturday's event, I am extremely excited, uh, more than anything, to see everyone, uh, to touch everyone, um, to be able to break bread with everyone, for us to feast and to laugh and to be encouraged, inspired, um, to be uh, acknowledged and uh, moments of remembrance. But more than anything, just the fellowship is what I am so looking forward to um, and really, really for real final shout out to those that have paid money but have not completed the form. If you have not completed the form, there will not be a name tag for you. I have done all of the back, uh, back end preliminary work with regard to seating charts and table assignments and things of that nature. And I want to make sure that the accommodations are sufficient for you um, and done with the acknowledgement that you deserve. So if you've not done so, please, ma'am, please, sir, visit my Facebook page and find the form and complete it. Um, yeah, so there's the end of that. So let, let's talk about it this morning. I ain't doing that. Uh, I'm not doing that. One of uh, the, the historical things that we all know about the ministry of Jesus that did not begin, in fact, until he was the age of 30. Uh, and he uh, began his general ministry 
with a primary declaration. And that declaration was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And we've heard the definition of repentance over and over again, um, even just in this very short time period, this only being the second Wednesday of January 2024. And it is used with several different conjunctions, right? that signify a turning away or a transformation or a relenting or a um a, a change of heart that was very very matter of fact turning back and uh, moving out the even the mosaic law and moving into the dispensation of grace which is what Jesus brought with him as a gift uh, as he hung on Calvary's cross but if we look back at uh, what that looks like, the Old Testament rules and regulations, um, repentance or confession was done with so many different things. It was done with bullocks and lambs and turtle doves. And uh, uh, there were moments in time where repenting was a, a very stinky, very open business. And that when the priests who would go in into uh, the temple for atonement if in fact they had not lived a repented life because of how sensitive this particular thing is uh, there would be a cord wrapped around their ankle uh, with bells connected to it and if that particular priest who was going to atone for all the sins of the people had unclean hands uh, he would literally fall dead in the presence of the Lord, and they'd have to pull him out by the very cord that was tied around his ankle, intended to simply be his saving grace. They knew that once the bells stopped ringing, that meant that something had happened in that temple, and he was no longer able to um, fend for himself, so to speak. And so when I when I think about that, first and foremost, because um, listen, I, I don't mean no harm and I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but you would not have been able to pay me with dirty hands walking into the temple trying to repent for y'all in my life raggedy. The devil is a lying doing that. <laughs> y'all trying to get me killed. No, right? And so um, when when I consider the grace of God, the mercy of God, the tenderness of God, the loving kindness of God, the jealousy of God, the vengeance of God, uh, the justice of God, it really uh, weighs heavy on my thought process. You know, there there are things each and every one of us really, we, we do if we knew we could get away with it. I was, I was the type of kid that... Um, <laughs> The way my life has been set up for the entirety of my life, I kid y'all not, I could not get away with anything. Seemed like as soon as I had a good thought of being deceptive or sneaky or doing something back in, honey, Jackie, even if I didn't live with her at the time, check this out, even if I did, even if I was not uh, physically in the home, my mama would do stuff like, show up at the school to pick me up early to take me shopping. The one time, this was back in the day, I'm, I'm going to go on and, and repent right now. I'm going to confess. 
<laughs> um, very openly. The, the one time I called myself drinking on campus, <clears throat> the one time I called myself cutting school, going to Berkeley to hang out on Telegraph and go get me some Blinding's Pizza uh, with Don and Coco and Danielle. Uh, listen, I'm name dropping today. I'm being petty. Um, my mother decided to come and pick me up from school early. And in those days, uh, when you got in trouble for things like cutting and things of that nature, they used to have this green form that everybody knew what it meant. This particular green form meant that every single period, every single day, I had to sign in and out of class. I could not end my day without that piece of paper. Uh, and if I did, it was gonna be heaven backwards to pay. And I remember very specifically one, <laughs> this this one day I decided that, uh, yeah, I was gonna cut school, do all of this stuff. And I ended up having to get one of those green pieces of paper and seven periods a day, eight periods, because I had an A period, I had a leadership class, I had to sign in and out of school, right? And and the only thing um, that I'm reminded of, even as I say it, is that I did something that it was super duper simple. The punishment was far greater than the infraction. Now, I didn't have no business drinking. I didn't have no business cutting school. But it was literally just one time. <laughs> That's isn't that what we do? We explain away um, our hows and our whys. We explain away a lot of the things that we um, do. We explain away and we kind of normalize uh, those things that keep us out of good graces, keep us out of good spaces. Can you please mute your phone, whoever that is? Amen. Um, and so as I... Uh, continued to grow, what I started to recognize about my life, um, and it, it did not take me a very, very long time, I started to realize uh, that a lot of my life uh, was obviously set apart. Because when I tell you I could not do anything without there being a consequence, I could not do anything without there being some type of a mishap or some type of a uh, uncovering. I could not get away with much of anything. There was always something in the background looming in my thought process like, mm, you probably don't want to do that. I remember there was a season, and I promise I'm going to get you uh, to scripture shortly. Um, there was a season in my life where I was extremely active in the music industry. And at this particular time, there was a group called Conscious Daughters that was out. And I used to spend a lot of time between them and the Two Shorts and the Snoop Dogs and things of that nature. But we were in the studio and I, I remember them passing around uh, some mushrooms to put on Taco Bell tacos. This is a true story, y'all. And I was so green. I thought I was sharp. I thought I was street. I thought I understood certain things. but um, you know, for me, the the my my drug of choice was marijuana, right? And they're passing around all these mushrooms, putting them on their tacos, and I was like, well, what what is it? <laughs> what do you what do you do with that? And what happens? Well, I'm really really grateful because 
even before I understood who the Holy Spirit was and that he lived inside of me and that I had full access to the benefit of having the indwelling of the power of the Holy Spirit, you know how some people will say, and something told me. Well, my something was speaking. It was like, don't you do that. You can do it if you want to. But you, you will never recover. You will never be the same. You and your life will be totally different than what you look at right now today. And I remember sitting in that room and everybody around me was high as Cooter Brown. And I do mean key. Do you hear me? But I knew in the back of my mind, I knew in my heart that that was an absolute no-no. So in other words, honey, I ain't doing that. I'm scared. And I remember sitting there and I hadn't driven my car. I'd gotten a ride with somebody and everybody was like ridiculously high. And I remember being afraid. And I remember probably for one of the first times in my life where I could like literally recognize the voice of God. You leave here and never return. You can't even be associated or affiliated with this. And I remember sitting in that chair, sober as as all get up, even the little weed that I had called myself smoking, I probably was about 22, 23 years old. The whole high was gone, honey. Everything was over because I'm so busy watching them. Listen, I'm at this point, I'm in danger. Right in my mind, I'm I'm not safe. And so I remember that day saying, Lord, if you let me out of this room, I promise I'll never come back. But if you teach me how to live differently, and this is me literally reasoning with the Holy Spirit at a very young age, young early twenties. I, I don't I can't I can't live like this. I know I'm scared of this. And not that I got everything right after that. But I realized that my life was different. There were certain things that I just could not do. And so they used to tease me and all. Oh, that's the church girl. She's a good girl. She ain't doing. No, that, that wasn't it. I just recognized um, that I had to do things differently. And I remember even then repenting for being in a room because I knew they were different than me. But there, there's this thing in each and every one of us that wants to be accepted, especially if you have rejection or abandonment issues, right? So I had to repent for fear of men. Now, I didn't know what it was at that time. I didn't understand the components of it in that moment. But as I've matured in faith, there are things that we have to repent for that we don't even really know exists. There are so many of us that have not met our full potential because we're afraid of rejection or abandonment. There are so many of us that live a lifestyle of people pleasing uh, and, and we live a lifestyle of wanting to be accepted by everything and everyone. The more I mature in faith, the less rooms I'm invited to, the more I mature and stand firm on what it is that I believe, the the less um, people want to be bothered with me, the more that uh, I, I stand and operate in truth, the less likely it is for me to be invited to the thing, right? Where once upon a time, I, I'd be invited to the thing, but today I understand 
that there are some rooms I will never fit in. There are some rooms that I just can't um, uh, uh, meander in simply because of what I'm called to do, what I, what is on my life. And so I had to get a mentality. I had to get an understanding of living a repented lifestyle. Some stuff I don't want to apologize for at 51, 52 years old. That's just slow. Right, some things I don't want to have to regret. I don't want to have to operate from a place of guilt or shame or condemnation um, simply because I didn't have the self-discipline, self-control, and even self-awareness. But outside of self-awareness, God-awareness that that's just not for me, right? You got to get to a place where you can confidently and competently uh, from an informed place say, I ain't doing that. No, that's I'm good. I don't want to repent for that. Uh, give me something big to repent for. I, I don't want to repent for the little silly stuff that little kids do. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I thought as a child. I operated as a child. But when I became an adult, when I became a grown-up, when I matured, I put away childish things. Some of us are simply guilty, number one, for not only fear of man, but for ignorance of knowing exactly what to repent for, which is why you keep repeating the cycle, why you stay in the system, why you don't function outside of the habit of a certain thing. How many of you know that people are a culmination of their habits, the things that they do on a consistent basis, right? You, you can tell me one thing, but if you give me an opportunity to observe you for long enough, I'm going to know that chances are you say that because you have convinced yourself that it's the truth. However, your actions don't align with what it is that you say. What, what does that mean, Dion? It means that the things that you practice or put in place have a major disparity from what we experience. Let me, let me ask each of you a question, and you may want to write this question down. It's a really, really, really good question to ask people that love you, people that are simply acquainted with you, and even people who abhor you, people who don't particularly care for you. I dare you to ask, when you hear my name, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And ask them to give you just one word. Just one word. Or or a short sentence, not a paragraph, uh, not a storyline, but just one word. When you ask people uh, what comes to mind when they see you, when they encounter you, when they hear your name mentioned in a room, what, what do they think about, right? When I say the name Jesus, What's the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that came to my mind was freedom. That was the first thing that came to my mind. That was the first thing that jumped in my thought process. And we're still talking about repentance. <clears throat> the only way to operate um, from a full place of freedom is to live a repented life, right? It means that nobody can tell you on any level, under any circumstances, who you are or who you are not. 
Nobody can tell you uh, what's going to be best for you. When you get into a, a place of freedom, like you don't necessarily need people's approval. You don't necessarily need to be invited to the thing. You don't have to be accepted in all the rooms you may grace or traits. There are certain things that come from a greater, deeper revelation of who Jesus sees you as. My question is, Jesus, when they mention my name, what, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you say? That's, that's whose opinion matters to me at this point, right? And so with that in mind, it means that there are certain things, there are certain um, ideas, there are certain places, there's a, a mindset that goes with repentance. And I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. And I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of scripture to go with this. Go with me real quick to Revelations, the second chapter. Revelations 2. Um, I mentioned this a little bit last week in my teach, but I'm going to go just a little bit further uh, in the process. And this is Jesus sending messages to uh, the different churches. Right. And, and here, this particular letter is to Thyatira, and it says, uh, write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. And this is a message from the son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. And it says, I know all the things you do. I have seen your love. I have seen, oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, I skipped a piece, I, let me, let me back up, let me go, um, let me go up to the 14th verse first before I get to that, that piece, um, 13, I'm sorry, all right, and so it says in, in the 13th verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 13, and this is a letter to Pergernium. And so it says, I know that you live in a city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me even in Antip and Antipas, uh, my faithful witnesses. I'm sorry, let me start over. I know that you live in a city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me. Even in Antipas, my faithful witnesses were martyred among you there in Satan City. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerated some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sin or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with you with the sword of my mouth. Right? Um, then, it, then it goes on to say anyone with ears hear, uh, to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. And it continues on. Here it is 
specified that we we have a tendency because of uh, people pleasing, because of what has been taught to us ancestrally, because of what experientially has become uh, the cultural norm. We have a tendency to tolerate. We have a tendency to accept uh, what everybody else is accepting simply because it's the common flow. It's the common understanding. It's the common interpretation. But let me tell you something about uh, moving in a lifestyle of repentance, moving in a lifestyle of practicing the presence of God. After a while, there are certain things that happen uh, concerning the Holy Spirit down on the inside of you. Something, uh, alarms start to go off when you hear something that is inaccurate. Alarms start to go off when you are in the company of people who um, God would prefer to protect you from. Alarms start to go off. There, there's this supernatural sensitivity to atmospheres. There's this supernatural intensity that comes with um, really being a follower of Christ. There are things that start to happen in the natural and in the spirit that make you aware of your atmospheres. Right. It is your responsibility to um, create a, an internal barometer that embraces the truth of kingdom citizenship in contrast to cultural normality. Right there. There is a sole responsibility on each and every individual to come into the knowledge of Christ. Second Timothy 2 and 15 says, um, study to show thyself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth we have uh, uh this natural inclination to be drawn to the things of the kingdom but our ignorance keeps us from pressing into it because we don't yet have a revelation of the power of the fear of the lord Right. Many of us are scattered in our thinking concerning religion because we've drank from so many cups and eaten from so many tables here. In this particular passage of scripture, it talks about um, being fed from idols and, and it's not talking about literal food. It is talking about uh, the food of the spirit, the food of uh, the words of the mouths of people. We know that the word of God is spirit and it is life. And unfortunately for many of us, I know for my Myself, growing up a certain type of way, um, I heard things that always um, gave me this little pain in my side. It gave me this little, eh, my antennas would go up even as a girl, even as a child. I'd be like, mm, that don't sound quite right. Uh, I, I ain't necessarily doing that. I'm not going to keep listening to that. When I got old enough to be able to discern the difference to be able to build a relationship with the Father, uh, it changed my appetite. It changed what I crave, certain things I can't eat. Even right now, today, I may hear a certain sound or a certain voice. I don't care how you feel about them. I don't care what you think of them. I'm not eating that. I'm not interested in that. And that is not um, what I believe God would necessarily have me to listen to, hear, or intake because what it does is it dilates, uh, uh, dilutes your natural senses, right? The more, ha have you ever noticed the more television you watch, the more secular music you listen to, uh, the more carnal conversation you have, the more gossip you entertain, uh, 
the more you spend time with people who are not God conscious, the more you start to wane toward what they wane toward, the more you start to lean into what they lean into. See, that's the kind of stuff that repentance is for. Repentance keeps your heart tender and it keeps your spirit sensitive and aware. What what hell is, is eternal separation or darkness. It keeps you from being connected to the Father. You no longer have an insight or uh, uh, an access point to reach the Father. The goal of the enemy is to make you so insensitive to the truth that we are spirit and then we are life. And when you start to understand that the world in and of itself is encompassed with more spiritual things, we just happen to see the tangible things. But how many of you know that there's more air in your room, there's more spirit in your room than there is furniture or there are walls? How many of you know that once you walk outside your door, there is more uh, natural atmospheric spirit than there is physical matter? The atoms have not formed anything. If you look up at the sky, it is endless. If you look up at the stars at nighttime, they are endless. If you have an opportunity uh, to just go outside and breathe, you breathe in and the air is endless. Imagine if you understood that the spirit of this earth, of this world, uh, and, and all the different realms of the spirit, if you were conscious of them. The first thing I had to do and am still doing consistently is repenting for my ignorance, repenting for my lack of awareness, repentance for my um, inability to really comprehend the vastness of our sovereign God, right? A lot of us, because um, our lives are encompassed by our work, uh, our husbands, our children, uh, our our money, our cars, our houses. We are not conscious or cognizant of the fact that living a repentant life keeps us not just open to the things of God, but it keeps your heart so pure that you can't help but hear from God. Like for real. And and I'm not telling you because I've reached the place of perfection. I'm not I'm not there yet, but I tell you what, I hear more from him than I don't. I, I am more aware of him than I am not. But what happens after a while, you watch so much TV, you watch uh, and listen to so much radio. By the time it's all over, um, there's nothing worse than a dull axe. It is impossible to be sharpened. Um, when you, you never run into any friction or any pressure, when you never run into anything that refines you, no, there's no sanding. Uh, when, when all you listen to, when all you intake, when all you eat, when all you digest is the world system, the world thought process, the world's methods, the world's identity, the world's culture, the world's understanding, how do you expect or anticipate that you would not be riddled with the things of the world, right? And 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 I'm not. This is um, this is not about condemnation, but the truth is that we should attend a worship service. And and don't get me wrong. Listen, I want to know how to live practically, 
based upon the truth of the word of God. I want to know what it looks like to be able to apply the word of God to my life. But I also want to leave with enough conviction that something inside of me says something's missing. I got broken pieces. I got missing parts. There are things in me. I should be further uh, in the things of the spirit than this. I should know more about kingdom citizenship and legislation in the heavens. I should have a revelation of my approach to the throne of God as opposed to thinking that, oh, God knows my heart. Oh, this is just how I am. I shouldn't be able to, after a while, I should be responsible for the things I take part in. I should be responsible for what comes out of my mouth. I should be responsible for the thoughts that I think. I should be responsible for managing um, how people perceive me and not for their approval, but because I'm created to be salt and light. I should be responsible with my witness. It should matter to me that um, my lifestyle could cause somebody to stumble. It should be uh, uh, upon my shoulders that at some point, Something in me should change so much that people that knew me 10 years ago dare not bring up my history because what they see is who I am today. Now, you know, you can always have them two or three and, you know, they, they just end up getting chopped up into little bitty pieces, especially if your lifestyle testifies to the goodness of God. I remember, and I'll give you this example. I'm going to take you back to the word really quickly. I had, um, growing up, I lived at 143 Marina Way South in Richmond, California. Um, that was one of the houses that I lived in. And, and in this particular apartment, I lived next door to Myra Robin Howard, honey. And if anybody knows her, her name, we call her Ladybug. Ladybug from 14 to mm, probably about 21, 22 was um, my example really how to how to move around I, where I had been green she really put me on because I got to watch her uh, in action ladybug was nothing to play with I need you to be clear <laughs> if she love you she love you if she rock with you she rock with you and because of who she was and how she moved around the church was hella mean to her and I do mean mean I'm talking about um, you know, she was, she was cute. She had light eyes and blonde hair and, and, you know, she was a piece of work. Don't get it twisted. She did a lot of stuff, but let me tell you something. She passed away about a year, about a year and a couple of months ago. And we had her funeral at the Richmond auditorium. It was packed from the front to the back. There were thousands, not hundreds, <laughs> there were thousands of people at the Richmond Auditorium. Motorcycle clubs, car and bike clubs, but every single testimony was what she did for people and how she reminded them that God was able. I watched her take care of her sister's 11 children in a two-bedroom apartment because her sister got hooked on drugs. I watched her foster parent. I don't even know how many kids and adopt two or three of them and care for them like they came out of her womb. I watched her serve them dudes in the bike, uh, the bike clubs uh, as if they were her siblings. 
I watched her nurse her daddy until he died, right? Um, she was not perfect. From the outside looking in, you would probably have called her a whole bunch of stuff. But let me tell you what I know she knew. And just based on not being given practical components because the church ousted her because of what they perceived her as, I watched her life be salt and light. And the end of her life testified to the full measure of the life that she lived. Many of the things, my very first car, Myra Rovon Howard went and got some money from XYZ to make sure I got an automobile, <laughs> right? What, what, what are you saying all of that for? At the end of her life, the Lord, I'm sure, allowed certain things to happen. And one of the last conversations that she had is she said, Dion, I'm glad I got to this point so that I could tell God how much I appreciate that he kept me. And I didn't do everything right. I didn't do everything perfect. But let me tell you what she did do. Her life reeked of repentance. It reeked of not just I'm sorry, but a turn in the spirit. My question is, I started with a single question that I'd ask each and every one of you all. If somebody mentioned your name in a room, what's the first thing that come up? And I'm not talking about hater responses. I'm talking about consistently, consecutively, what will people declare of who you are? And let me give you this last scripture, and then we'll go into our uh, our second greeting and hosting and go into the love, life, and victory discussion. So it says um, in the 19th verse, I know all the things you do. I've seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance, and I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this one complaint against you. Uh now, listen to this. <clears throat> you are permitting a woman, that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offerings. Um, and I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her into the belly of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I'm going to stop right there. Um, and and I, I want you to get out of your mind a physical woman. I want you to get out of your mind, and, and not that that does not apply, but this is the measure in which God gave it to me. A lot of us, because we've experienced great levels of control, um, be it religious control, be it parental, uh, paternal control. There are certain things in our lives that have been controlled by external forces that have nothing to do with kingdom living and kingdom existing. There are things that have impeded upon our appetites and our craving for the things of God or things of the kingdom. Um, and there, there are things that need to be done and reinforced in the natural and in the spirit. How we communicate with who our God is will dictate our outcomes. It will dictate the series of events. There are certain things that God never intended for us to live in. There are certain appetites that he completely emphatically declares that we turn away from. But in order for you to turn away from that, you got to realize the things that bind you. You got to realize the things that tie you. You got to be honest with yourself and you got to ask Jesus a question. Jesus, when you hear my name, what do you think of me? What's on your mind concerning me? What is the burden of the Lord for you this morning? 
right? What are the areas of your life? And I guarantee you, if while I'm talking, he gives you words and sometimes it'll just be a picture, something will pop up in your head or pop up in your mind. I dare you to write those things down and begin to confront those things in you. Forget about everybody else and what they're doing and what they ain't doing. I dare you to start having a confrontation with self. I dare you to start looking into the of your own heart and stop pointing outwardly with an expectation of somebody else being accountable for the things that you've not found yourself responsible for. There are things that God wants to get in your hand, but there's a level of um, repentance that's required to make sure, right? There are certain things that we have to do to get to the next place. And so that being said, um, I pray that you not only hear me, um, but I pray that something happened in your heart this morning, right? I pray that something happened in your heart this morning and the spirit of um, repentance begins to overtake you for things that maybe you don't even know you're guilty of. And I talk about this all the time. It could have been historical things, things in your family, things in your bloodline, things that your parents did or your grandparents did. Begin to ask God hard questions so you can get great freedom. Great freedom. Great freedom. It's important that you understand that repentance as a lifestyle and being able to say, I ain't doing that. I'm not living like my grandmother did. I'm not living like my mother did. I'm not living like my forefathers did. I want your freedom. Right? So I pray something that I said helped you. I pray something that I said um, may have confronted you right where you sit, where you stand, where you drive. I pray that something that I said will call you to a place of repentance. In Jesus' name. So that being said, listen, this is a time we have set aside. Um, okay, perfect. Um, this is the time we have set aside for those that may have called a little bit late, you didn't get a chance to say good morning. Um, I want you to do so now. I won't do any specific order. We'll do Ali Ali Oxen free. Anybody want to say good morning that has not? Good morning. This is Monica. Hey, Monica, good morning. Good morning. This is my second time on the prayer line. Oh, since well, very good. Since the last time I um, came on the prayer line, I was supposed to, I was going to attend Center Street Baptist Church, but I went back to Word Assembly and rejoined my church of Word Assembly with Bishop Keith Clark. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, going to other churches, um, being involved in the um, ministry. I want to try something different in my life. Um, I lost my husband COVID. I lost my husband COVID uh, last year. And he was Catholic, and I've been converted over to Catholic, so I've always been Baptist. And when we got married, I had to furnish that I was a baptized. Um, I got baptized before we got married, and um, I didn't never convert over, so I just wanted to stay with what I knew and what I grew up with, which was Baptist. And now I'm trying to turn back to church because I can't do it by myself, and I've been trying. Amen. Amen. I, Amen. I, I Amen. Beat myself up trying to carry on everything, and I keep hearing them say, "Just give it to me. Let me take the wheel." And I'm not listening. But Very good. I'm, I hear them now. 
Amen. Well, we're glad to have you. I thank you so much for joining. And my encouragement would be to continue to show up. I promise you, if uh, you do so, by the time it's all said and done, it'll it'll help over time. And we welcome you and thank you for chiming in. Anybody else want to say good morning? Anybody else? Thank and I'm you. sorry yeah. about your husband. I'm sorry. I well, didn't mean not to say that. Amen. It, anybody else want to chime in? Yes, good morning. Good morning. It's joyful. Hey, Joyful. Great morning. I heard you as well, Juliet. Good morning. 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 Oh, hi, hey, Mom. Moxie. Good morning. Good morning. Who else? I said, hi, Mom. This is Mia. <laughs> hi, Mia. Good morning, babe. Good morning. Good morning. It's Sheena. Good morning. Hey, Sheena. Good morning. Good morning. Who else was that? Good morning. Persistent. Good morning. Gina, good morning, I'm everybody. Work, so. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Great morning. Good morning, it's Pamela. Hey, good morning, Pamela. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It's Marv with you again this morning. Love the word today. Hey, Marv. Great morning, man of God. Good to hear your voice this morning. Amen. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Amen. I'm looking forward to it as well. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Amen. Uh, I will go ahead and open the floor for love, life, and victory. Anybody else, uh, anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Yeah. I know I said it. Yes. (laughs) Hey, me. Good morning. You know, I'm not going to tell a whole story, but um, I just want to tell. Yes, when, you um, are. Quit. You, now you lying. You're no, going to have to recant. <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> And it's funny, you guys, because when I was first starting to cook, Dion allowed me to um to cook at our home. And um, so you see there, you see there, you telling a story. You see how you lied at a lot. You lied a lot. I invited Repent. people to. I was at a place for Dion's house. <laughs> I guess she could watch and she heard she could monitor people coming in and out of her house. Hey, Ruth, what are you doing having a party at my house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people was coming and they were lined up, coming to get that fish and shrimp. But what I said that to say, the last time I saw Ladybug was at your house when you allowed me to pick up your house. Mm-hmm. She came and she <laughs> and it was it was <laughs> we were mm-hmm. having a party though. We had a good time. But that was the mm-hmm. last time I saw her. And I remember she saying, she said, Ruth, I really want the food. She said, but put less salt on my food. Because I said, you know, I, that's when she started to have, you know, her, her illness had started. Mm-hmm. And she could only eat certain food. But she said, girl, I want this shit so bad. But I just wanted to say that. But thank you, Dion, for allowing me to use your home on my culinary journey, <laughs> which has allowed me to get to this day. And I look forward to Saturday. Me too. Me too. Saturday will be good. Amen. Anybody else? 
questions come? Oh, I think I heard Tashina, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, after 40 years, I would know that voice, huh? I right. <laughs> I I wanted to say that um, your the message this morning was was fabulous. First of all, thank you, Jesus. But the poignant question that you asked was, "What would Jesus think of you? What does he see? You? What what word comes to his mind when he calls your name?" Mm-hmm. And that right there is a period after that. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you got a semicolon because you got a chance to fix it. But my point is, is that that right there just was like not a dagger, but it was like an illumination that we all have to consider: what does God think of us? What does what words come to His mind, or what images, or how are we portraying ourselves to Him? Mm-hmm. And perhaps our our we need to make sure that maybe we change the aura or the light around us or improve our life through him mm-hmm. because he's the only one that is, it's, it's his view of us that's important, not people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm learning, to, I've learned to exit people's opinions and mm-hmm. I'm learning to lean more towards God. So thank you for that. Because mm-hmm. it just gives me a, a lot more focus. So thanks. Just want to say that was great. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, y'all could think whatever y'all want to, but listen here. Every single one of us will have to stand before the throne, and I'm sure the most gut wrenching answer would be, "Depart from me. I mm. never knew you. I don't care if you were a usher." I don't care if you were the archbishop. It doesn't matter to me if you were the apostle of the Lord. I don't ever want to hear him say, get away from me. I I, I ain't doing that. No, can I come in? I ain't doing that. No, no, no. You denied me and not with your mouth, Mm -hmm. right? But you, you denied me with your lifestyle. You denied me with your behavior. You didn't have the courage to turn away from what was familiar, what was popular, what was socially acceptable, and in order to please me. At the end of the day, every moment that we spend of our lives that is not pleasing to God is offensive to him. And at some point, there has to be a standard in your own heart, in your own lifestyle, in your own mind. You should be conscious of the fact that if I ask Jesus what he thought of me, he has an answer. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. He will tell you if you ask him. We don't get the right answers because we don't ask the right questions. I guarantee you this. You ask the right questions. And I'm talking about even of people, it will blow your mind. Ask Holy Spirit to give you the ability to navigate proper interrogation. Even of the people you spend time with, it'll shorten your circle. Oh. <laughs> it'll get people out your face. Yeah. Hey. Straight hey, up. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, thank you, sister. No, I'm. You know, I'm, y'all know I'm high again. Don't, don't tell y'all can tell. It, tell my bosses, my niece. But um, wow, this morning just listening to you talk and no, that's Dee Dee. 
Oh, oh. I sound like Christina Joy. Ooh, my voice is changing in. Ooh, hallelujah. But uh, when you were talking about that cutting, I had to holler because my mom just recently found out, because we went to dance, like, and um, we would cut going to Berkeley. I don't know why I married two men from Kennedy. That's all in the story. But cutting school, and like you said, that green slip and having to get checked off, all of that just made me laugh about what you're sharing this morning and how we have to be mindful of, uh, Sheena just said, people pleasing. And even with me, I love when I hear people talk about me because it, it cracks me up because it don't matter. I used to care about them saying, that girl, know the Lord, she saved because I'm so over the top, but it, it, it doesn't matter. And I, I used to even be on a part of Declare Victory for 10 years. It grew me up from not having to look like the front row, if that makes sense, missionary, because that's not me, raised in family church, non-denomination, whatever it is, to really be comfortable with who God created me to be so that I can reach those that I'm assigned to. And so when you talk about ladybugs, it just blessed my soul, too, because we don't know, and you're right, her service was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we just have to be mindful with our deep self sometimes, how we judge others. But it, sh it really shouldn't matter. Like you said, come judgment day, and we have to give account for what we did. It's not gonna. He's not going to question me about Dion or Kang or Sabrina. He, he's, mm -mm. It's all about what I've done with a repentant repent lifestyle. So I'm just mm -hmm. grateful. And, and, and y'all keep praying because I'm going to be me. He created this. Whether you like mm -hmm. it or not, whether I do too much or not, I'm I'm just good in this 56-year-old skin that I'm in. And it's thanks mm -hmm. be to God. I don't have to worry about, like you said, so unbothered. Honey, I ain't going to do mm -hmm. that. So thank you, Dion, because you too have made me. There's some places that I used to crave going to. Baby, I'm like, uh-uh. I'm home watching Lifetime with my weighted blanket. Okay, I'm going to mute. Love you. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't keep weighted blankets away from me, honey. They They make me nervous. They feel like jail. Oh, no. <laughs> Run me mine. I don't want it. <laughs> Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Good morning, Dion. This is Tracy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Princess. Ooh, honey, you just, oof, that message this morning. I'm going to tell you, I'm just super grateful for this call and for your obedience. I remembered when I was in the hospital and you came to visit me when I had that issue with my heart and you was like, you were straight up, you was like, there's something that you need to do. You are carrying so much. And I just want to say that at once upon a time, and I still repent because of my mouth, the things that I say now, but it's not in malice to my family or my friends, it's in love because I tell them the accountability is so great. From that instance then through COVID through up until now, I was like, I'm not trying to be a people. I don't care what people think about me. You can think what you want about me. It's okay. It's not every place that I can go. Once upon a time, I used to run every place, go everywhere. You know, you talked about, um, about uh, the abandonment issues. I, I still deal with them, but it's not as bad from being on this call and learning and listening. I used to put all my trust in man, and God had to snatch my little butt up 25,000 <laughs> ways and put me where I could see, physically see. When you talked about your circle of friends, listen, I tell everybody, even my family, the accountability for me is too high. I can't. 
I just, I just can't. So I just want to say thank you. I want to thank the clear victory because let me tell y'all, I was a mess, especially about five years ago. When I tell you all over the place, emotionally, I'm being transparent, running after every different person because I was broken and I was hurt and I was angry and I was mad and all of that other stuff in between. But because of the structure and of me staying consistent on this line, help me grow every single day so now today i'm not willing to tolerate what i once tolerated and i just want to say thank you amen and and it is visible we can tell that a whole bunch in your life has changed babe i love you i appreciate you and thank you for rocking with your girl for all these years <laughs> Amen. I think, Trace, what what function was your heart operating at? Was it like 52%? No, ma'am, it was 20 to 30%. 20 something percent. I thought so. I I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say that. But yeah, I remember. The the doctors was like, we don't understand how you were still working out four days a week. And you had, Mm -hmm. you had fluid on your lungs. We don't understand. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand. No, I understood. I knew it was God's grace, but it was him that kept me. It wasn't the Mm -hmm. doctors. It was nothing. He had to show me something in that Mm -hmm. lesson. And I learned a lot. And that time also, I learned who my true friends were because I knew Mm -hmm. who came to visit me in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'll be honest, it was two people. It was you and Denise. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had to just like, you know what, Lord, I, I see, I see very clearly. And now that I'm approaching, as I get older, my choices and my lifestyle has totally changed because I just want peace and tranquility. As I get older, mm-hmm. y'all, I'll be almost 60 years old, October 26th, and I know I don't look my age, but God <laughs> restored my youthfulness. Everything is that I have is because of him and none of me. If I would have told you how I looked when I was strung out on drugs, I looked like I was 85 years old. You wouldn't have recognized me, but because of God, only because of him. Mm-hmm. The preservation of God, is he will do it. Mm-hmm. He will do it. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Okay. Well, we won't we won't be the dead horse. Um, I know that I said a lot. I know that um, it perhaps may be weighty, um, and I just want to encourage each and every one of you to remember that God has an opinion of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a different type of courage um, to ask Him what that opinion is, not people not places, not things. It's really, really important that you give yourself permission to ask him the question, not to be condemned, but literally that the spirit of conviction would overtake you and it would give you the courage to change some things. At the end of the day, if you are not changing, if you are not growing, you are absolutely slowly dying. And it could cost you eternity to not ask difficult questions. So today my charge is that you would have the courage to ask God the right questions 
in an effort to get you to the right answers, that your life would be transformed and you'd live from a place of power and authority um, and not pastimes, regret and chagrin. I believe that God's goal is to get us all um, to a place of freedom, that place that causes you to operate um, fully with permission um, to walk heavy. And I don't got no apologies. I don't care what you think. I care what he thinks. So that being said, listen, I love you. I promise I do. Um, and I pray that everything on the inside of you is burning and leaning and yearning to be everything that God called you to be for nothing other than one day you got to give an answer. And that answer should make you feel absolutely amazing. Right? <laughs> It, you you should not feel like you need to beat yourself up. Amen. And the only thing that yeah. does that is an unrepented life. Yes, ma'am. This me again. You took mm -hmm. the words out of my mouth. For me, repentance is freedom. Mm -hmm. I've never felt this kind of freedom in my life. You know, mm -hmm. not having to hide. And, and I said this before when I used to pray before God, I used to pray and ask for things you know, in, or, uh, you know, pray for things, but not the things that I was trying to hide. There was a lot of things I tried to hide, like he didn't know that I was doing. So mm -hmm. today is freedom for me. And when you mentioned Ladybug, we was back, back in those days, we was popping. I know I was popping mm -hmm. doing a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Me and Shonda Dillahunt, you know, mm -hmm. we had it, mm -hmm. we had it rocking. Like, I mean, like we was, yeah, all that. No, I and get it. So Listen, you know I know. Without even, <laughs> yes, without even saying it, was popping, driving Land Cruisers in the 80s, you know, and mm -hmm. just doing all kind of stuff. And so I'm so glad today, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so when, that when that happened to me a few years ago, and I won't bring it up, I, I knew that would come one day because of what I was doing back in the day. Mm -hmm. You can only do some stuff for, for so long. But mm -hmm. I tell you, God, even in that, God gave me grace. Mm -hmm. He gave me grace because even because because that ain't been that ain't been eight years. So if that would if that would have been done eight years, I'd still be yeah. So the bottom line is this: freedom is what I have right now. Mm -hmm. I don't have to hide nothing when I pray before God. You know, I can go before Him and just. Confess everything, everything. Mm -hmm. I don't have no well, secrets. I was going to say one of the things that, that I believe um, God honored you with, um, and and I'll let you say it, but uh, while we were sitting in the courtroom, is your repentance in that moment was so loud. It was not about the words that you were saying. It was now, now listen, and, and I'm going to say this and I want you to hear me. Initially, it might have been scared of being that it caught up to you. But as time went on, it turned into, I don't want to live from here no more. I don't want to live like this again. Right. I don't want to live from right. this low place. And, and uh -huh. so I call that low to bar living. And a lot of us live from a low place because it's the familiar place. That's what we're guilty of. 
That's the real sin. The real sin is living from the ignorance of who you really are called to be. The real sin is the fact that you won't repent of the fact that you didn't know no better and you did nothing to learn better. That's the bigger problem. The bigger problem is we don't have the courage to defy cultural norms in an effort to live our fullest, purest lives. You can. All you got to do is decide. That's what repentance is. It's a decision to do something different. And so my prayer this morning for all of us, and listen, my life got to be wrung out too, consistently, not sometimes, not periodically, every chance I get. Listen, Lord, I blew that. that. That was not it. (laughs) That was not the move. I could have did that way different, right? But they are active, consistent decisions to change. That's all you ever have to do is change your mind. Absolutely. Remember, and I said this a long time ago, I saw myself walking away from everything naked. Mm -hmm. That was a dream I had. I just walked away from everything. Mm Mm-hmm. All of that? Mm-mm. No, I don't want that. Nope. And then mm-hmm. have the opportunities to do some stuff after that. Uh-uh. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. see how God will bless me today, whether it's one person coming to the food truck or a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I mean, like he, I told you, I'll be back there praying on that food truck by the fryers. Just mm-hmm. like I did at Tanya's house. And remember, I lost it. Lost mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'd be back there having a conversation with God. I don't have to. I'm good. I don't have to, people be coming to me and be like, well, you want to get this? Oh, I can get you some of this meat with these food stamps. Well, I get all kind of stuff like to hit me. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't paying for that. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely that's that's one of the, my primary. I'm not paying for that. No. Hmm. I ain't paying for that. That cost that cost too God much. If y'all knew what God brought me through, if y'all uh-huh. knew, see, I'm gonna get, I'm, uh-huh. I'm gonna go there. Okay, thank you, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> Love you, sis. Thanks for sharing. Amen. Anybody else? Now, Dion, I've been sitting here listening to you, and I've been listening do, do to me, you. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Back your your mouth up from the phone and sound muffled. I want to be able to hear you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Is that better? There you go. Yep. Okay. And I've been listening to Dee Dee and Rochelle. And first of all, the declaration was awesome. I have seen, I have watched Ruth grow. And I, I want to I wanna say thank you. Thank you to everyone that's involved in the background of Declared Victory because this is the call that's every morning. It used to be seven days a week, if y'all remember back in the day. Mm-hmm. For seven you years. Started. You hear me? For and, seven um, years, seven days. <laughs> it, it has been consistent. Thank you for your obedience. It's a lifeline to a lot of people. And like you told the lady that said she's only been there uh, two days, I guess, keep coming. It's an encouragement. It's an encouragement. Um, talking about, I, I didn't do a bunch of cutting the school, but where I live, I, I was raised in San Francisco, and 
my mother didn't want us coming around the corner of San Jose because you know, that's where the bad kids go. Well, every mm-hmm. now and then, I'd have to slip and go that way anyway. Who mm-hmm. didn't But my mama get off the bus and caught me? It's like mm-hmm. our parents had eyes in the back of their head because mm-hmm. they knew when you was doing stuff, whether you talked mm-hmm. about it or not. <laughs> this mm-hmm. has been an awesome journey. I can't wait to meet some people on Saturday and just enjoy each other. I, I'm I'm just I'm elated. I'm just so elated. I love all of y'all. <laughs> Everybody. Ruth, you're my girl still. <laughs> Thank you. I love you, Barbara. And, you and Tracy my new home. Tracy my new girl. Because she my prayer partner. <laughs> I love it. Have I an love awesome it. I love day. It. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, sir. Hey, let me tell you something. One thing I, you know, this declaration was just something you just have, you know, just went deep. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't no surface type of thing to me, at least it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? From the questions to the scriptures to, to even the, um, you know, just, just, the revelations, even at the time that the Holy Spirit, you know, given us or given me. So I just want to say thank you. You always take me to the next level to, um, like you said, ask these questions. You know what I'm saying? I'm going deeper. Don't be afraid, you know, to, you know, go deeper. And, and, to, and what I'm loving about repentance, you guys, is it's, it's, like you said, freedom. It's even get us even more um, healed, you know what I'm saying, more conformed. So as I was just sitting here thinking about it, I was like, wow, you know, even knowing that we got to repent for our parents, repent for, you know, you can repent, like, you can intercede and repent, like, learning all these things when it comes to repentance, just awoken me up in a different way of, uh, in my understanding. So I just wanted to say thank you, and I love you, you know that. And of course, y'all, I can't wait for Saturday. It's like I'm going to the prom, y'all. I'm like, oops. I've never been to the prom, by the way. Well, listen, turn turn it into your prom, honey. (laughs) Turn it right on into your prom. That's just fine. Be as fancy as you want or not not as fancy as you want. It don't matter. Come come one, come all. (laughs) Yeah. But this repentance Mm -hmm. is just so needed. It's just so needed. And it just... It's just like it feels like it's just taking you like, wow, I didn't even know that I wasn't repenting for that. You know what I'm saying? All of mm-hmm. doing that. But even the more of, you know, changing my mind and, and, you know, just my whole mindset of learning more even about going through that wall. That's a whole other subject. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've just been facing these things lately, and I'm like, okay. You know, I just don't want to um, have step it. You know, I don't want to go – have to be back here. So I'm just so grateful to even see that repentance with seeing being accountable for what I have to repent for. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Thank you for sharing, babe. Anybody else? Amen. Well, all right, y'all. It, again, is Wednesday. It's our fast day. If you are fasting, join us right back here at 5 p.m. this evening. If not, um, for those of you that are doing the study, you know what time it is. 
This is week two of The Wall, and uh, I'm a holla. Go ahead and get your Kleenex box ready, because last week we was light on you. This week might be a little different. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. So there's that. I pray that you have an incredible day. I pray that you are mindful of what you're doing and what you're not. I pray that uh, the spirit of conviction impede upon your life being super basic and you make an active decision that there is absolutely nothing basic about you. I will meet you all right back here at 5 p.m. this evening. If not, uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. sharp. I pray that you go and you grow in love, that you be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. It might change your life and theirs. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love Thank you. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Love you guys. Have a great Have day. Have a good day. Ain't, ain't nothing basic yeah. here. Ain't nothing basic about us, y'all. Come on. Ain't nothing basic about you. Quit, quit playing basic. Basic is for busting. <laughs> Bye, guys.